Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory, Swing Trading the Stock Market, and today's episode I want to talk about low-volume sell-offs and their meaning. So, we've had... Two significant sell-offs in the last six months or so. Actually, I would say it goes back further than that because the sell-off actually started back in October of 2018, the fourth quarter, and we saw a sell-off that ended in December about six months ago. And then we have one again in May. So what are we what are we looking at here? What are we able to deduct from those two sell-offs and, and how, to, how to play them? Now, in the first sell-off, I was much more aggressive to the short side. In the later sell-off, the one that just happened here this past May, I never really shorted the market. I tried a couple of times. My timing wasn't ever quite right. But nonetheless, I had took two different approaches. Why did I do that? And the bottom line is it comes down to volume and the rings that we're getting from there. So going forward, what, what can we deduct uh, from sellers? Well, the, the big thing is this volume. How much panic is there in the selling? In May, there wasn't a lot of panic. Yeah, we saw some pretty significant sell-offs. But we didn't see these massive like panic sales, these rushes to the exit where people were just wanting to get out of anything and everything. A lot of times you see that most uh, decisively is when the utilities start selling off really, really hard. And once that starts happening, then there's really nothing that's safe. But the utilities actually stayed you know, up near their all-time highs for the most part of May, and they never saw a huge amount of selling. But you also never saw a lot of panic selling, like in terms of, okay, we, we, we could go down like 20, 30 points and all of that, but you never saw that like 60, 70, 80 points where all of a sudden the Dow is trying to like hit a thousand points down. You just never saw a really true amount of panic selling in the market. So May was a hard month to trade though because of the fact that we didn't see the panic selling. So I had a hard time ever getting any kind of real conviction about shorting the market. And I'm always pretty careful about that because I don't want to get caught in short squeezes. But instead, we just had this like ambivalence towards buying stocks. It wasn't so much there was a ton of people selling. It was just there wasn't anybody buying them. And so people were just getting disinterested in the stock market and there wasn't any buying going on. So what we've seen since then here in the month of June, starting on June 3rd, when the market finally reached its bottom, we then saw this subsequent rally that just was off the charts where the S&P is now, as of yesterday and today, hitting new all-time highs. And that's pretty crazy because May was down like over 6%. So that's a lot to grapple with, a lot to wrestle with. But it all comes back down to the reason why we saw what we saw in June was because of the low volume in May. Now, we definitely bounced back in in January, when the market sold off, and market sold off like 
practically 20% or so. And we ultimately reached new all-time highs, but we did not do it nearly to the same gusto or degree that we saw here in, in recent June. And the difference was is that there was a lot more concern. The dip wasn't getting bought up. We tried to buy the dip in November twice, and that failed. And then ultimately in December, the dip did get bought. But in May, there was never even any dip buying. There was just like a slow, steady drop day after day after day throughout the course of the month. And then, of course, June came to the rescue and pushed the market right back to all-time highs within, I don't know, like a two- or three-week period. But in the end, that can all be traced back to volume levels because the the volume the reason why I talk about the volume is the volume shows what kind of panic what kind of fear there is in the market so the S&P was like selling off sometimes 20 to 30 points and you had a negative volume buzz of like 30 or 40 percent sometimes even 50 percent and the reason why that's important and why I use the volume buzz is it compares volume readings to previous days at different points in time and it gives you a a reading on how strong the volume is for this particular day. And each time we would see these these negative volume buzzes. I mean, sometimes you would have sell-offs that saw average or slightly above average volume, but if you go back to October, November, and December, there was some serious, serious sell-offs with some huge volume, two of them. I mean, doubling, doubling the, the average volume levels. I mean, it was that kind of crazy. And then if you go back to... I think it was like February of 2018, you saw some similar behaviors too, where the market just really sold off. And you had, I think, VIX one time that was up over 100%. They shut down an ETF. A lot of people got burned on that. Those are panic levels. We never saw any of that in the month of May, none. And so it was really hard for me to want to get short on the market because I felt like at any point, this market was just going to just burn anybody who tried to short this market because there was no panic and the, and the tape. So there's very little reason to think that this market was going to go down for a, a long or extended period of time. I was actually, in fact, surprised at how long it did go down for. And the other thing, too, is it took for us forever. Just on a simple 12-3 stochastics, it took us forever to get into oversold territory. It literally took the entire month, practically, before we got oversold on the daily. Whereas if you go back into October, November, and December, man, we were getting oversold very, very fast. Now, going forward, does that mean I think the market's going to keep trending higher into new all-time highs and keep printing, printing, printing them each and every day? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've got two positions open right now in my portfolio. I sold TNA for 18-plus percent and Roku the other day for 15 percent uh, ahead of the um, reaction to the FOMC presser. I sold in between the FOMC statement and the presser. However, I, I really don't know where it goes from from, from here because there is such a, a summertime malaise where the volume is weak. There's not a lot of interest. So if we do see continued prints of new all-time highs, I expect that we'll see like two and three points to the upside. That's what we saw a lot of last summer and in previous summers. There is the headline risk. There's things like Iran uh, doing their saber rattling and shooting down drones and Trump saying that he's going to attack but not going to attack. And then you got North Korea talking about launching their missiles. And then you have the China trade talks and the Mexican trade talks that were supposed – or the Mexican terrorists that were supposed to happen but never actually did happen because apparently there was an agreement reached. So there's a lot out there. There's a lot. 
but I wouldn't have huge expectations for the market going forward because the summertime is such a fickly time in the stock market. You're not going to get a lot of interest from traders. There's a lot of people going on vacations and there's a lot of people that really aren't as interested in the stock market at this time. I even see it on my own website. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So don't have high high hopes for the stock market in the summertime. As long as there's no major news headlines that crashes the market, I think you'll probably see a continued increase in the stock market, but marginally at best. I also want to take a moment here to thank you guys. I, I continue to get you know people sending me emails and cards in the mail and, and letters uh, over my mom dying. That That's uh, so nice of you folks. I, I really do appreciate it for a lot of you guys. I've only met you online here, you know, whether it's through the social media platforms or in the swing trading splash zone. Um, but I really do appreciate it. And uh, my mom was really awesome. I really, uh, I really do miss her. She, uh, she gave me 38 great years um, as my mom. And she was a, uh, she was truly an angel. And um, she had, a, she had a heart of a thousand angels, to be honest, but she was, she was, she was the best. And, uh, there's not a day that goes by where I don't think about her and wish I could have that one more day with her. But I also know, too, that in life, you know, you, you have to go to new chapters in life. And sometimes as much as you enjoyed in, uh, the previous chapter, eventually you have to go to the next chapter. And, and that's kind of what what I've had to do here with, with uh, the passing of my mom. I'll always uh, cherish her, always love her. My son, you know, they were like best buds and everything. He's 11 years old, and and he he still talks to her or talks about her. Um, but uh, you know, you hold those memories fondly in your heart, and and you keep moving forward. I I am a Christian in my in my beliefs, and I I do believe that that God does have a purpose for everything. I don't always agree with what with what He chooses to do in my life. Um, certainly, I wouldn't have preferred my mom to go when she did, but I also do know too that he's God and I'm not. And that's, that's the thing that I do have to embrace uh, going forward and to uh, trust him in his divine providence. So uh, I do appreciate all the, the letters, the condolences, the sympathies. Uh, I appreciate you guys extending that towards my, my way and my family's way. And uh, everybody's doing pretty good. Um, we're, we're sad at her passing, but um this isn't something that 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 you can allow for you to set you back in life in terms of not moving moving forward. It doesn't mean you move on from her, but you do have to move forward, and and that's what I intend to do. So, uh, once again, I appreciate everything that you guys have done. You guys mean the world. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Splash Zone, where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. 
And follow me at SharePointer on Twitter and on SharePointer's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at sharepointer.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless.